0: Hey everyone, Grant K for the Flame Learning Channel. Welcome to part 5 of the Particles 101 Fundamentals video series. In part 4, we concluded our exploration of the particle types. So if you followed the series up to this point… You should have a good idea of what type of particles you can generate. You can also start manipulating the particles to control their behaviour in the composite. In part 5… We start looking at the other influencing factors that can alter how the particles react in the 3D environment. So in this video, you'll meet a new object in the particle chain known as the Particle Bouncer. You would typically use this object to deflect particles or bounce them off a variety of objects. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. In a fresh Action node, load the supplied particle setup using the LOAD NODE button. Go to the media list and select the first entry. Click EXTRACT to push this media input to BATCH. Finally, connect the supplied frame into the front and Mat input of the media input node. Now go back into Action and we'll examine what we have. Firstly, there is a light that is used as a particle emitter with a very narrow spread to focus the particles. There is also a second light to shade the scene that you don't need to touch. Finally, we have a textured surface which is rotated as a ground plane. We'll come back to that shortly. In fact, select the surface object and hide it with H. Now in terms of the particles, This particle type is spheres for this example. However, Particle Bouncers will work with all particle types… So feel free to experiment after the video. Now these particles are emitting horizontally with nothing to stop them. Even if you were to place an object in their way… The particles would go straight through any object. This is because you need to make the particles aware of the object. You do this by connecting the nodes to the Particle Generator. So let's bounce some particles. Go to the Action node bin and locate the Particle Bouncer node. Drag it into the Action Schematic and connect the Particle Generator to the Particle Bouncer. It is important to note that the particle generator must be the parent node to the particle bouncer. This is clearly indicated by the arrow's direction in the node flow graph. Looking in the LIVE PREVIEW RESULT viewer, you should see a group of wireframe circles at the centre of the light. This is the default Bouncer widget. You get this when not using a physical object to deflect or bounce particles. Now by the design of the flow graph, anything connected in the chain normally inherits the transformation properties of the connected parent node. This is why the Particle Bouncer is generated on top of the light. When you double-click on the Particle Bouncer node for its controls… You will see that it has no transformation properties. So we need to add an axis… To move the bouncer away from the light generating the particles. Drag the Particle Bouncer node to stretch the connection. Switch to the Action node bin… And drag out an AXIS node into the Action Schematic. Hold SHIFT and drop it in between the Generator and Bouncer node. This axis should allow you to move the particle bouncer. But as I mentioned earlier, as soon as you try to move it, the combination of the light position and the new axis transformations moves the entire particle system. Not really what you want. Thankfully, if you double-click on the Axis node, you will find a button labelled FREE AXIS. When enabled, this allows you to adjust the axis position independently even if it's part of a connected flow graph. So particles are being deflected by the bouncer since it's connected to the particle generator. But you can move it anywhere in 3D space as a unique object. If you scrub the time-bar, Any particles hitting the bouncer will be deflected. As a tip, if REGIONAL is enabled in the particle generator, as you move the bouncer with the axis, the particle collisions will update interactively. Select the particle bouncer axis and scale it to 250%. So you can control this virtual object in action and any particle collisions will be deflected in the composite. Now move the bouncer upward which will angle the particles downward. The bouncer is changing the direction of the particles. But currently the particle velocity is still consistent. I just want to reiterate at this point that we are focusing purely on bouncing or deflecting particles. If you are wondering about other influences like gravity, this will be covered in a future video. So, you can reorientate the direction of the particles using a particle bouncer. As for the particle behavior after the collision, this is controlled through the particle bouncer controls. Double click the particle bouncer to display its controls. There are three sliders to control the particle collision behavior. First, you have the particle bouncer friction. In other words, you can control how much friction the particles will encounter when deflecting off the particle bouncer. 0% means no friction. And 100% is as much friction as possible. Set the friction to 70%. In this context, the friction of the particle bouncer affects the bouncing angle of the particles. However, friction does not absorb the energy or decrease the speed of the particles. That is down to the RESILIENCE slider. So at 100%, particles do not lose any energy or velocity when they collide with the particle bouncer. But as you decrease the resilience percentage, the particles begin to lose energy and slow down. For this example, set the RESILIENCE slider to 50%. So the particles only have half their energy after being deflected. With the combination of friction and resilience, you can pretty much mimic different real-world surfaces to get the reaction you want. The third slider is known as the Maximum Distance Slider. This allows you to set the threshold for the particle bouncer to determine how many particles are deflected and how many particles get through the bouncer. So with the default value at minus 100, All the particles are always repelled by the bouncer. But if you start pushing the value towards zero, a trickle of particles will start pushing through. The higher the value, the more particles get through. This is great for a variety of controlled behaviours with particle bouncers. Push the value back to minus 100 and no particles will get through the bouncer. One final function I'd like to cover is the main bouncer behaviour. Up to this point, particles have been bouncing with the Bounce mode. But you can also switch the particle bouncer to Extinct mode. As the name suggests, when particles collide with the bouncer, they die out. In this mode, friction and resilience are not required… because particles are not bouncing around. However, the maximum distance slider can let you control the amount of particles which cause a trickling effect. For example, you could make it rain with particles and use this to create dripping or various surfaces. Set the maximum distance back to minus 100 and the bouncer type back to Bounce. The other advanced bouncer types will be explored in future videos. Finally, let's bring back the image surface that has been hidden all this time. Select the image surface and press H to unhide it. When you scrub the time bar, the particles are ignoring it because it's not part of the current particle flow graph. So let's add the surface as another particle bouncer to complete the example. To add the surface into the particle flow graph, drag a connection from the particle generator to the axis of the surface. Double click the axis node and ensure that free access is enabled for independent movement. To apply particle bouncing to the surface… Go to the Action node bin… And drag out a particle bouncer into the Action Schematic. So the particles bounce off the first bouncer… And then rebound off the surface. Double-click the second bouncer node for its controls. Set the friction to 100 and decrease the resilience to zero. As the particles hit the surface, they stop immediately. Now grab the axis of the first particle bouncer… And move it to get the particles in the middle of the target. So this is how you can combine multiple particle bouncers into a single particle flow graph. As a final note, particle bouncers can be used as a virtual widget or image surface. Currently, you cannot use 3D geometry as a particle bouncer. Simply scale the virtual widget around the 3D geometry as an alternative workflow. I hope you're enjoying the Particle 101 series and more videos to be added in the future. Comments, feedback, and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching, and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.